Welcome to iHeartGeek. And here we are with another episode of iHeartGeek. I don't do it the same way Dabba does, so I hope everybody doesn't mind that. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> here we are with another episode of iHeartGeek, and we're going to be talking about episode two of S.H.I.E.L.D. Woo! <laughs> I'm your host, the ever obnoxious Courtney, and with me today is Blize and Kevin and Tyler. Are you guys ready to talk about episode Dos of the yes, Big, yes, ma'am. Big Green Mean Law Abiding Machine? I got that. That was better in my head. That's all I have to say about that. That's good. That's good. So, it works. All right. Let's go around the room. Blize, how are you doing today? Uh, doing good. I've watched Yay. this episode a number of times for <laughs> reasons, um, but yeah, I am. I'm ready to to talk about it and un- unload some stuff that we got. Sounds kind of ominous. I'm gonna unload some stuff. No, it's gonna get better. <laughs> Tyler, how are you? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed this episode as much as I did the first episode. I'm glad the you know CGI and everything got way better. Um, that's things to talk about. We do, we do. And Kevin with his fancy new background. How are we now? Ooh, I finally got something nice here. Um, <laughs> 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 no, great show. I watch it once by myself, once with my daughter. Um, I will tell you, my daughter's new favorite superhero is no longer Miss Marvel. It is now She-Hulk. And yeah. she likes She-Hulk I so much it. more. I she was it. running around. She got in trouble because she picked up something and threw it like she was throwing a door. <laughs> Daddy, I'm She-Hulk. I'm like, River, you can't throw things. So it was good. That's good awesome. I love it. That makes me happy. So let's go ahead and get right into it. I guess we'll, I think let's start off with talking about the elephant in the room. That's the CGI. Because there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of back and forth listeners between Varying us, opinion. ourselves, very opinion, and, and others on the iHeartGeek show. And I know there's some some back and forth that's been going all over on the internet about the Always. She-Hulk. Personally, it doesn't bother me. Is it the greatest? Absolutely not. But it doesn't bother me. But I know there that especially the boys with me today have some thoughts about it. So let's go ahead and give it a chat and then we'll move on to the actual meat of the episode. Boys, CGI for you. Let's start. <laughs> Kevin, you first. Okay, here's the deal. It didn't bother me until somebody pointed it out and then it <laughs> irritated me to no end. Listen, I can watch stuff and just have a great time with it. It's fun for me. I can just shut my brain off a little bit and watch it. But as soon as somebody critiques something, and then it becomes extremely obvious. It was more obvious in the second episode, um, the way her mouth was moving, the way um, I don't quite understand because Hulk looks great still, um, but it is it is janky. It, janky is the wrong word for it. It looks like a video game <laughs> graphics in the real world. I, it doesn't take me out of it, but it's definitely noticeable. It's like when it's like when your friend comes over and like, oh, you got a pixel out on your TV, and then that's all yeah. you can see. It's just that one <laughs> pixel out. That's um, exactly. a perfect analogy. <laughs> uh, it's not. I'm I'm with you, Courtney. I don't see the 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 anything wrong with it. It's it's TV. See, it's it's high end TV CGI. 
It's not like we're watching a, a episode of Agents of Shield and we're getting that type of CGI. It's it's Disney Plus level CGI. I was never expecting um, Thanos level CGI. Like I wasn't expecting to see every little blemish on her face, and I think that may be the part of the issue that some people have with it is that she's really smooth. Um, the color palette is just like a really like um, just like not flat, but just like a just just a straight green. It, and it's not like Hulk where he's got like stubble on his chin and then they put a little gray in the beard they give him like layers and um textures it's a lot of textures with regular hulk that they gave with him that they don't necessarily give to her um and i think that's why hulk just looks better that and that they've been producing the hulk cgi for how many years now how many years has has been they have those models right so i assume it's like I mean, I don't, I'm not a VF, VFX guy, but I assume that once you have the models, you just kind of build and, and, and keep going off of what you have and you don't start from scratch every yeah. time, which yeah. this is the first time they've created her character for. One thing, one thing I will say, just because I'm full of sass as usual, is I did see somebody make a comment. I don't know if it was in our group, so if it's one of our guys, sorry, or if it's somebody <laughs> on the internet, this is what I saw. Somebody goes, it looks like CGI from the 70s. I would like to point out, Young Sprouts, that in the 70s, we painted Lou Ferrigno green and called him the Hulk. <laughs> that was the Hulk in the 70s. Well, yeah. Definitely not <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing about the CGI. Okay, let me get on my soapbox for a second. We oh, all like no. Star Wars, right? When Star Wars first came out, there's black lines around every single spaceship. Okay, <laughs> listen, we're able to turn our brains off and actually just watch something and enjoy it. If you're, but what happens is, is people look for stuff to be upset about, and yeah. that's what this is. Mm-hmm. Is it the greatest? No. No. Is it not good? Yes. But if that's all you have to complain about, is it really that big of a deal? Exactly. Tyler, what are your thoughts on the CGI? And then we'll start busting into the episode. Uh, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no. zero problems with it whatsoever. <laughs> no, I'm fine. It's fine. No, see, see, for me, it was, I, you know, I told you guys, you know, it was, it was when she walked into the bar. There was like a fluidity about the motion and everything. It looked very robotic. And as she comes in, yeah, it just, she wasn't blending in with the real world. And mm-hmm. like you said, there's probably some texturing that's missing and whatnot. It's very, it was very noticeable this time around. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I bought my son a texture package on Minecraft crap. You know, maybe I can get them one. And <laughs> there you go. There you go. We'll, fi- we'll I'll do my part. Well, but, uh, <laughs> DLC. Yeah, see, but throughout <laughs> the whole episode, it wasn't as noticeable in a lot of other areas it was yeah. just it was just like it's like one block like you know all the bar scene is where i noticed it most on this mm-hmm. one um the last episode it was during the jungle fight where i noticed it. yeah um there you know there's some issues with like the way they animate her mouth and stuff, you know? but yeah. it is what it is um the thing about and i get it marvel has set a bar and yes. if they're not hitting that those standards that people expect i get it you're gonna be disappointed so you know, people can say, but the, just the hatred put towards it. Good God. I mean, come on. The the prequels yeah. to Star Wars, the CGI was terrible in a lot of spots, but people yeah. love the prequels. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. If the overall story, if everything I'm watching just terrible, 
yeah, the the, the effects are going to be part of my argument of why this whole thing just sucks, you know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if every if that's the only thing I can really pick out of it, and everything else is solid, you know, I can I can overlook it, and yeah. it's yeah. still it's still a fun time. Well, you mentioned the bar scene, so let's take that as our segue to start talking about the episode. So we get our recap at the beginning about previously what happened on She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, which now is listed as She-Hulk, Attorney for Hire, <laughs> because of what happens in the bar scene. So let's go into it. We have this this bar scene, which has a lot, there's a lot in it, actually, if you think about it. It's such a short uh-huh. scene. There's the obvious thing, but then there's also, you know, she gets fired, but there's also, we, there's another joke about her metabolism. She gets named She-Hulk and she does not like that at all. It's like, I hope that doesn't stick. Yep. But the, the, the big thing is she gets fired. So it, it presses her into the next phase which we knew was coming because we knew who was in the courtroom in the previous scene. Yeah. Um, so thoughts on, on her getting fired. We know Tyler was like, CJ's a little off in that, but what did we, there were some pretty funny moments in there that I thought flies. What do you think? I think it's a, um, the whole thing of them, not, uh, there's been a, like a, a thing in this where they've, they don't get to name themselves. Hulk mentions it. He's smart. Hulk. She, she, she Hulk. And they're not choosing their names. And this is a sentiment that kind of, if you think about it, goes back through all the heroes. None of them seem to have been able to name themselves. Even if you think back to um, the yeah, Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Yeah. Like way back when, when he first introduced himself, he wanted to be called the human spider. Mm-hmm. And then Bruce Campbell was like, Spider-Man. And then that became his name. So it's it's a cool thing that you don't really think about that there. That's... I think that's what's cool about this show is that they're bringing up things that we as like the geek community would think of. But if you're just a normal person watching these shows, it's not something that you would really think of, but it's something that makes you go, oh, mm -hmm, yeah, I I can see where that they don't let them choose their names. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think um, that was a good good scene. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I do think it's interesting that she gets fired for being She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, of course we knew she was, we knew this was going to happen and we knew what was coming and where it was going, but she gets fired be- for being She-Hulk. I personally enjoyed the, the fact that she was drinking heavily as She-Hulk and it wasn't affecting her. And then when her old boss tells her, be normal, Jen, she's completely hammered in. <laughs> Point two seconds. Yeah. That yeah. was amusing for me. So, Tyler, what were your thoughts on the uh, bar scene uh, besides the CGI debacle? Uh, well, see, the CGI. No. Um, no! <laughs> yeah, no. When she when she like reverted back down to Jen, I thought that was hilarious, just because of the fact that he was like, "I can't talk to you like this. I'm too intimidated. Like this dude is just feeling like about this big, trying to tell tell her something very important, you know." And um, poor, poor she slobber him too. Um, and of course, you know, we mentioned it, you know, brought that up last week that that whole courtroom fight looked a little too staged, did not like the way it felt. Um, and it, there you go, you know, they uh, they set something up, you know, to, to get her fired. He wanted to get her, bring her in. That wasn't just coincidence, 
Um, and just, just the fact that, you know, we got, we got all the little, the little quips of her just being drunk, trying to talk to that dude. And then, uh, her friend, the, uh, the other lawyer in her old office, when, when he came up, made, said that line. Wow. I'm going to go talk to it. Uh, whoa, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, it's a little on the, on the nose there, but yep. I think they made their point. Cause he's like that in the comments, you know? So I think yeah, they made their he point is. He's like, well, like us. yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, yeah no, we kind of saw that coming. She got fired. Yep. yep. She got fired. Kevin, any thoughts on that bar scene? I mean, we hit it all. I, I do want to speak on what Bly said about tropes. That's what's going to be fun about this show. And moving forward, now that we have superheroes in the real world, they're actually like superheroes. And so you have the comics. You have the tropes about not being able to name yourself. You have the conversations like in the future at the dinner table. Like, I love that mm-hmm. these are actually happening now because that's what will really happen. I mean, different show, but that's kind of why the boys... It's such a cool show because, like, how would superheroes actually, like, what would the conversations actually be like? And and we're mm-hmm. kind of seeing that now with this mm-hmm. show, um, which is fleshing it out more. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I don't want to, but yeah, I just it's fun, fun so far. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to touch on the job hunting scene because this has got everybody does. <laughs> it's because it's got a bunch of Easter eggy good stuff in it. So she is sitting in her apartment and looking at the computer, job hunting. I'm going to go to Tyler for this first because he is our man on the street when it comes to QR codes. The QR code is in this scene. QR Tyler. code alert. <laughs> yes. When QR she code. is in her, sitting there with her friend, she's on her laptop. She's looking you know, for a job and all this and that. Uh, there is a QR code right there on the screen on her laptop. And it leads you back to, unfortunately, just the same issue we got last week. Um, but, you know, there's reasons no. they, no, they pull from that. Everything I no. could find said, that I couldn't Q- scan it with my phone. Oh, no, I scan it. No, the QR code from last week leads you to her very first appearance in 1980. Her, her uh, She-Hulk, this was Savage number she-Hulk one number of one. A, this is number one of the dance slot run. 2004. And so, run. yes. So right. that's, and that's, we've already established that's where they're pulling a lot yeah. of this, this storyline from. So yeah, it is a She-Hulk number one, but it's not Savage She-Hulk number one. Right. But yep, like right there on her laptop screen. So we hypothesized that there was going to be mentions of other characters in the Marvel universe. And oh, we yeah. get, we get there are two things that we want to touch about on this because we've talked about this ad nauseum with ourselves with each other that we're now we're going to make you listen to um the one thing that i think everybody wants to talk about is the fact that this gives us our first i don't know if we want to say it's him specifically but it's pretty obvious that it's Kevin wants to say it's him specifically. Kevin, Kevin, we're gonna let Kevin do it because he's gonna explode. That's right, that's right, geek rock stars. There is a mention on the sidebar of the website that she is looking at that says man with claws in a bar fight, something to that effect, which as Kevin says, it is. Wolverine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you, dropped, 
drop the ball. Yeah, you got to do it again. Oh, goodness. Well, these boys. This is what we talked about with the show, right? Like, as soon as they release mutants, well, where are the mutants? Where where Mm -hmm. are they? Well, they've been, Mm -hmm. a lot of them have been here for a long time. You have your Wolverines, your Sabretooth, Professor Rex's. They are all here. What happens is now is we're going into the age of mutants where more mutants are going to start coming mm-hmm. out. But the older ones have always been here. And I love that touch. Mm-hmm. And it, while it officially does not call him Wolverine, there, how many men with claws can get in? I mean, men with metal claws fights in men bar. with metal Come claws on. in a bar fight. How we literally saw more, that in one like, of the Wolverines. Right. Know? Do we need a neon <laughs> sign that says Wolverine, Wolverine, Wolverine? This is pretty much his MO. That's um, a good point. Other, Tyler, we've seen him in a bar fight in another movie. Exactly. Are they trying to establish that the Fox Iverse is canon? Maybe. That would be interesting. He's in bar fights in all of them. So yeah. It's not like, it's not like out of the realm of reality that fights. Wolverine is in a bar fight. <laughs> Why would Wolverine ever be in a bar besides in X-Men 1? In that one circumstance. He would never be there. Right. Never. Right. Never the, fights either. He would just, yeah. Yeah. So the other one that I really loved, because this is something we had discussed, listeners, and we know it had been mentioned periodically on the internet, but it's something we talked about quite a bit. Why is there a giant statue sticking out of the ocean? <laughs> finally. This is the first time in the MCU that they have finally acknowledged Thank God. half a celestial <laughs> sticking out of the ocean from the Eternals. So... While it's a very quick scene of her looking for a job, there's actually a lot of good stuff that they're laying groundworks for. And right above all that, there's an advertisement for the Iron Man 3. They're about to <laughs> drop, yes. y'all. Yes. Let's get them. Yes. The shoes. The shoes. Add to my so, this, yep. is, great. this is the perfect way to release. Because everybody's like, why are they talking about it? Why are they talking about it? Just a little ad in the internet. Because mm-hmm. that's like the most yeah. 2022 thing. It's like nobody really knows. Is it real? Is it really mm-hmm. real? But a little thing right there. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's the little things in this show in general that that I mean, I I can't remember exactly where it is, but she looks at her phone at one point in time because she's getting a text message from somebody. Her screensaver on her phone is Captain yes. America's posterior. Yeah, that's it's right. Jen Waters has America's butt on her phone. As do many <laughs> women. All? Right. I as mean, do as do most of us. Like, really, Evans is tiny is on everybody's phone. But <laughs> let's segue into the dinner scene with the family. I love her family. Yeah. Shout out to cousin Larry Appleton from Perfect Strangers, who is playing her dad. Yeah. I love his fa- I love the family. And we've talked about this before because we've talked about this in Miss Marvel. We loved her family in Miss Marvel too. The families in in these shows have really been extremely important side characters for these characters' journeys, even if they're just in and out. You know, mom and dad and Miss Marvel were really important to the to the character and we could say Layla was extremely we know Layla was extremely important she's his wife so it that you know family has always been something that they seem to be emphasizing quite a bit in these tv shows which is interesting considering the comment that they make about how superheroes tend to be orphans for some reason <laughs> yeah that was so let's go ahead and talk about the dinner scene because there's some good stuff in there Blize, give us the dinner scene sure um so they um I mean, 
like you said, these families are really important in these shows. They're grounding these characters. They they make you care more about the character that you're watching if you know there's more at stake than just their physical person. Like they have families and things involved. So that that was fun to see. Uh, the family's really funny. Um, all the way down to the it must have been her like aunt and uncle where they're like to the son oh employed and uh promotion yeah <laughs> and, and it's just like yeah the, as a superhero yeah now. she's in there as a superhero <laughs> she she has a whole but they but that's another thing too they're used to it the dad even says yeah. we know we we have a hulk in the family like they've mm-hmm. been through all this before so to, yeah, to them they already saved the world yeah they've normalized it in it ways sounded disappointed like oh, <laughs> we can get something else yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was, it was a lot of fun to kind of see into her, um, her life a little bit there. Mm -hmm. One line I would like to bring up and ask everybody's thoughts on and listeners, you too, is when mom mentions that she met the nice boy in line. His name was Yusuf and he wants to be a superhero. And so she gave him Jen's number, but he's never heard of her, which makes sense because she's just freshly minted shield. So that makes sense. So what are we thoughts on this? Cause I know Tyler had a little bit of information on that. Yeah. They, um, she's green. Get it. Know, there's a possibility they're, they're <laughs> wow. kind of laying into um, Yusuf Abbott. 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 Um, ah. He's, he's a, he's a bit of a, like he wasn't a superhero. He just, he's just really loved the Avengers and stuff. He was a helper for the Avengers. Um, he doesn't show up a whole lot. Um, but I believe, Courtney, you looked into it even further. Does he's he part of become six, anything yeah. significant? Um, he's he's part of 616 and, and like you say, he helps out and he assists from time to time. And in my reading, I believe he does get mutated at one point. In time. Yeah. Right so. on. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's not. Nah, you yeah, never know little, with Marvel at this point. Though. It you may just know. be a little drop, like yeah. deep, deep cut for those. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah you don't like see that. much of them in the comics. I think it's like mm-hmm. a one-off, one-off or something. Yeah. So that takes us into her new job offer she receives from Holden Hollowell, which is the guy that we saw at the end in the courtroom of scene one. And he gives her a job at GLKNH. I know I get it wrong every time. Yeah. Um, the interesting thing about that, with the exception of the H, the first three are actual, it's an homage to old Marvel cartoon creators comic Mom. creators it's last yeah. their last names is what it is so i think that's pretty cool with the exception of hollowell because the h stands for hollowell and he's starting his new superhero division and he wants the she-hulk to be part of it and this gives us as they're walking around for the first time it gives us her i think her first fourth wall break for this episode or am i remembering it incorrectly oh it looks like nobody else remembers either yeah i'm, um, I'm gonna say that's accurate yeah, I think this is her first wall, fourth wall, first, bleh, that's really hard to say, you guys. First, fourth wall break of the episode where she explains that, you know, she didn't want to be the Hulk. She wanted to be Jennifer. And there she is as the Hulk. And her suit is too small, which is fine. <laughs> and there's a couple of meta things in this scene that um, I 
think Kevin picked up on where he's that. I think it was Kevin. Kevin, can you give us those meta things? Well, I know Tyler. That, yeah, Ty, it was Tyler. Tyler was the one, but the comic book. That's right. The Tyler, can room, you give it to us? Room with a library yeah. of comic books there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's um, right out of She-Hulk comics. You know, there's a there's a guy that works in the basement, and that's like his that's like the research material for the law firm and stuff. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, which is awesome. And I know there's uh some people have eyed the comic covers too and pointed out which issues they are. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it takes a lot to look. It was a real quick shot, but I, there was a lot of like armor stuff in there. Um, Screen was- Screen Crush has a list. And okay. I just want to shout out to Screen Cross because it is a pretty cool list. Right he did the work. So it's like me trying to figure out what those statues were in Moon Knight yeah. in that one episode. <laughs> it, it's cool to, you know, to see that you know, comic books, like our research for the comic book world. If you know, like you, it, it's, you know, it's neat to see that. Yeah, you know what's it cool? Is, it's very meta. It is like in Force Awakens, which I mean. I know it's the newer Star Wars, but in Force Awakens, Har- Harrison Ford says, he goes, Han Solo says, it's true. All of it. All of it's true. And, like, that's what I get with, like, stuff like this, with the comic books and everything. It's like, it's all real now. You know? It's mm-hmm. like, you got the mm-hmm. you got the statue. You got the bar fight. You got comic books. You got the conversations. It's all real now. There's yeah, nothing off the Very much. Though, yeah. yeah. And it's cool because we we hit another, like, they've, they've leveled up now, and superheroes are celebrities. You know, mm-hmm. so Ant Man's got books yeah. and podcasts, mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. he's got to spot the Ant Man thing on that website she's looking at. Yeah, and then like mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Titania, she she's a super influencer. You yeah, know? yeah, uh, I like that right. touch. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah. that was pretty cool. I, and in the news, the news coverage of what happened in the courtroom, you can see on the bottom they blame it on low blood sugar. Why she did that? Why she attacked? That's yeah. why she attacked. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, it's a pretty cool world that we built now. Yep. It's Kevin brings up a cool point, kind of making that reference back to the Star Wars um, thing, where the the stories are all true. Um, it's confirmed that Marvel exists within this universe. There's like Marvel branded stuff all over the place, yeah. Um, yeah. and it kind of harkens back to um, another movie, Logan. Remember Logan? X um X23 had all the um the comic books and she even yeah. like they drop on the floor at one time and Logan sees them and he's like all those stories are are he says a bad well, word but essentially says yeah. made up but that's probably not the case right is that they're just over exaggerations of things that happen so now we can say infinity gauntlet could exist within the Marvel universe as a comic book, but it's just an over exaggeration or a story that's been told from someone who doesn't have all the pieces. That's well, so and that cool. really starts with Captain America, Captain America, the first Avenger, because at the yeah. very yeah. end of yeah. it, the little kids are running around with their Captain with America, the comic book. actual Captain America, number one issue where he's punching out Hitler. Yep. So, I mean, they've, cool they've kind of laid the groundwork for mm-hmm. that the whole time. Um, before we jump to the Blonsky scene, I want to talk quickly about the uh, guy that brings them the welcome basket pug. He actually mask. is, yeah, he actually is a character that is pretty prevalent in in the She Hulk books. He's a yeah. former bouncer, and he has a massive crush on Jen. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. So he's going to probably play some parts and as and, we go along. And he knows the best place to poo poo. Best place to poo. 
Oops. <laughs> there you go. Wait, hey, that's valuable information in an office it setting, from what I understand. Huge. It, it is truly um, valuable information in an office setting. You know what I thought was funny about when she got hired to was when she's like, the only thing that she had as a negotiation was that her friend could be her paralegal. Yeah, she wanted Nikki. He, he's like, I don't, I don't care. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> what do I care? Now, Nikki is not an actual comic book created character she's created for the show because in the comic books her paralegal is a woman named Wheezy or Louisa mm. um, Wheezy is actually a golden age superhero huh. um, she was known as the blonde phantom so mm. we probably but in the in the sensational She-Hulk run Wheezy's in her 40s because she's the same age as Captain America Sure. So, and at one point in time, they switched places, but that's okay. That's a whole storyline we don't need and to talk about. And before we move into the meat of other things we want to talk about, mm-hmm. um, when she's hunting for a job in her living room, I just want mm-hmm. to point out, if you look closely, there's a, a bottle of the Velvet Devil wine on the table with a pitchfork. Oh. Before she still watches. still watches back on. She's coming. <laughs> He's the big bad. I didn't even... <laughs> Think of Mephisto. I went to a foreshadow of Daredevil. So y'all are, are lunatics. No, no. That, you know, that makes no sense. Come on. No, my my theory is completely crazy and outlandish. Y'all y'all are right on the right. Money. Even though we know Daredevil's we know what we're at doing. some point. Uh, anywho, and I want to point out that her friend is probably a scroll. Okay. Oh no. Jeez, please. Anyways, we've dropped his name, we being me. Um, her first client is none other than Emil Blonsky. Abomination. And she goes and visits him in the facility that is created and controlled by the Department of Damage Control. DC. I personally was really excited to see Tim Roth back as Abomination. Yeah. And I mean, it, it. I think Blythe brought it up. It really kind of solidifies the fact that they are making the Incredible Hulk. It always was. We're not having this fight. It's always no, been. No, I'm not fighting. I'm not fighting. <laughs> I'm saying that what they're doing is they're, I think they're really just making it official that, yes, this is part of the canon. This is the thing. This is, uh, calm down, Kevin. I'll get to you. Hold on. Kevin's spazzing out for those of you who are listening <laughs> and not watching. <laughs> okay. Kevin. Proceed. No, I don't I want gonna, you to explode. I'll, I'll fight. No, I'm just, I was just kidding. Do it! Fight! No. Fight! Fight! <laughs> uh, the one thing about the uh, the prison scene that kind of irritated me was the the bus coming in. Um, talking about bad CGI. <laughs> bad CGI, that CGI was, was a little off. Yeah, yeah, that was the literal yeah. worst CGI I've seen yeah. in a long time. Yeah, I, that was bad. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, people are going to point that out. Kevin, it's, it's just <laughs> the back rooms, man. It's just the back rooms. The back rooms. <laughs> I mean, really, that was all the prison scene had to uh, offer anyway. So, moving on. Yeah, uh, good old D-Mark. <laughs> That's it. So, we uh, have else? a lot of debate about the seven pen pals that he keeps mentioning. And it's not, it's not, I don't, I think, I think you guys are right. I think it's not a throwaway line because he mentions. Over seven, and over again. Oh, yeah, it is yeah. multiple times he mentions seven. And so, listeners, here are our thoughts on those sevens. I would like to point out that our own Mr. Kevin came up with this before we had seen it anywhere else on the internet. 
but we so, can't claim that. So Kevin, give it to us the seven. What do you think? Yes. Okay. So they said it multiple times. So it means something, right? Absolutely. So uh, I, I think it's the Thunderbolts. Uh, you have, so you have a total. So we're looking for seven people. Well, we've already seen seven people. We have Baron Zemo, Elena, Contessa, Ghost, Taskmaster, U.S. Agent. An abomination would be seven, but mm -hmm. being abomination is already he has seven people he's talking to, then it's most likely Red Hulk. Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, Thunderbolt Ross. Now, Thunderbolt Ross, we know he, his real real life counterpart is passed away. People are mm -hmm. saying it's Winter Soldier. I don't see Winter Soldier as being a Thunderbolt. Mm -hmm. But you have other people now that have also been in, involved. So we have Hawkeye, which, remember, he has a bad counterpart. What if he has to join oh, a man. Thunderbolt? Yep. Yeah, the Ronin. What if he has to join the Thunderbolts mm -hmm. to clear his name? That's mm -hmm. my thought, is that you actually, it's going to mm -hmm. be Ronin, yeah. Baron Zemo, Yelena, Contessa, Ghost, Taskmaster, U.S. Agent. In terms of Thunderbolt Ross, what I have heard, and this could actually change or be incorrect, but from what I've heard is everything Marvel said is they will not be recasting Thunderbolt Ross. They're going to kind of like leave that as honoring William Hurt, who played the character. But that doesn't necessarily mean that Red Hulk is off the table yeah. because they could do Red Hulk. You know, it could be a situation where they CGI him into the Red Hulk and they just, you know, because I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to talk at first. He could be full Hulk Hulk where there's no cognitions at all and he could just destroy crap so i mean yeah. red hulk isn't off the table just because william hurt has passed away and they have said that they will not be recasting well back to lost. his red hulk's comic book origins he just kind of shows up you don't yeah. find out that he's thunderbolt ross for i don't know maybe 20 issues 25 yeah, issues in you don't find him out that it's even is thunderbolt ross and in comic book years or comic book time that's well over a year because mm -hmm. new comic books come out once a month. So over mm -hmm. no one knew who who Red Hulk was for a year after they wow. even showed him. So mm -hmm. it could very well be that they do maybe choose another character to fit that. Maybe even a character that we haven't seen yet. Maybe a character that pops up in the show. Like just a military-esque type character. Mm -hmm. And then eventually down the road that one that person becomes Red Hulk. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to yeah. be Thunderbolt Ross. It's like yeah, we say yeah. all the time. The MCU just kind of, they can do what they want to do. They can mm -hmm. use the source material and kind of sculpt it that the way that it fits the universe. Um, so we very well could see Red Hulk down the line. Mm -hmm. and remember, and think, it's MCU okay. too. They can tweak things. They yeah. can add in something. Yeah. So, MCU. I mean, it, it could, we can see Rocket take his place. I mean, sure. Who knows? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And I think, I think, you know, I mean, the, the fact that we have Tim Roth back as Abomination yeah. and one of the lines that Bruce says later, which we'll mention when we get to that scene, giving us the fact that that Incredible Hulk is in fact part of the canon. It is true. It is real. That means it also opens up the door for Jennifer Connelly to come back and she can be red she hulk if they wanted to um even though she is the voice of peter's suit jennifer conley would never come back as red she hulk because jennifer conley's not betty banner courtney Liv tyler is betty banner oh i have the wrong one <laughs> I, i'll be fully honest with you 
I don't like either of the Incredible Hulk movies. <laughs> so they're all just one big blur of green oh, guys. That's fair. Liv, Liv Tyler things. could do it. So then. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good that's, with Liv Tyler. I like Liv yeah, Tyler too. So Liv Tyler good. could definitely come back and reprise um, her role as yep. Betty. I'm fine with either one of Betty them. That's what we're gonna get. That's uh, that, that's gonna be the closeout of this season. I'm Liv fine. Tyler's gonna show up as Red. That would be a big battle. That would blow my mind, my friend. That's something we could do too. We might not not go down the Red Hulk path and go Red She Hulk, and Mm -hmm. we don't even ever see Red Hulk. They could bring back Liv Tyler and make her Red She Hulk, and we don't get a Red Hulk. Why? Yeah, we could do that. That happened. You definitely heard it here first. (laughs) Right? We're calling it. We're claiming it. We're claiming it. Yeah, there you go. Except I'm not because I can't remember who played who in. Either of those <laughs> incredible Hulk movies. So That's there right. we go. Anyways, a lot of names. Anyways, moving on to where she ends up calling Bruce to tell her, tell him about the job. And I think this scene literally threw all four of us for a loop because it was not what we were expecting at all. So nope. I'm gonna let Tyler take control of this. Tyler, what happens in this scene? Uh, he's talking to her, and you know, you think. You think he's just sitting in his little lab there, mm-hmm. and they, you know, he's like, oh, "I got, I got some things to do." Uh, I forget exactly what he said, but you know, and they pan out, and he's on the Sicarian courier ship, mm-hmm. heading out into space. Okay, uh, we're doing this, you know, and clearly <laughs> that that office was built for him. It's yeah. bulk size. It's an yep. up room. It's got all this and stuff. It looks it's got like, a book. It's got a lot of stuff. It looks like lab the one on the bar. Right. Which made us all think he was just hanging out in Mexico and not on the Sakarian cruise there. Yeah, but I know yeah. that there is I know there's a line in here that everybody loves. So Tyler, you oh. got another thought before I let Blize well, give us I was just line? gonna say that the um the fact that he's heading everybody's thinking World War Hulk and all this and that. Yeah. He's still smart Hulk now. Yep. Just what with what he would have to go back there and deal with if yeah. that's what they're setting up. I don't think that'd be how they would do it. Yeah. So Agreed. that's I a agree. good point. I think maybe Agreed. this might be this he's gonna get some information that you know what I mean? Like it's it's I'm not there yet on the whole World War Hulk thing. Yeah. You guys are gonna have to convince me a little more, you know. That's a good point though. Blaise, what are your thoughts on that? I think that's why they why it kind of threw us all off, right? Is it was I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like I'm a huge Hulk fan. I've I've read Planet Hulk, World of Hulk, all of his um, story arcs, and I don't know how they're going to like weave this in to fit any of those storylines. If that's what they're trying to do, he we don't even know if he's going back to Sakar. We know it's a Sakarian ship. He might not be going back to Sakar. He could be going anywhere. It's space. So I don't. It's it's hard to say even what he's. He's doing. I know we we kind of theorized that um, Scar would be in the ship, which is his son. Maybe his son took over Sakar, and he's going back to. But he took it over, and if anyone knows the storyline of Planet Hulk, Hulk gets to Sakar, and there's like a like this dictator that's like controlling the whole planet and he's messing with all the people and that is so maybe scar kind of fits that where he's taken over the planet and now he is not a very good ruler so he's going back to handle his son who knows i, I knows? it's crazy yeah um, 
the fact that he has an office on that ship, like a lab, all the things, and the fact that he knew the ship when he saw it, recognized mm-hmm. it immediately. Yeah. And then what we get in Ragnarok, where he's like, oh, I've been the Hulk for two years. Like, he, it really seemed like he had zero memory. Yeah. 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 But now he recognizes maybe he's been going back and forth a lot. You know, so it well, really begs the question, what is his business? Like parental visitation. Well, and I mean <laughs> it's his the weekend, sheer fact yeah. of, if we also <laughs> think about weekend. what if we think about what the ship is called specifically, he didn't call it a Sakarian ship, he called Cur- it a Sakarian courier. courier ship. Yeah. The whole point of couriers is they ferry things back and forth to places. Mm-hmm. Which like he had his gladiator helmet in you know, that room in Mexico and stuff. Yeah. You know, he didn't Tyler, bring that. We don't see him with that when, yeah. in Ragnarok. So, yeah, you wow. might be on to something. Maybe he has been going back and forth this whole time and Maybe no one knows. Maybe he's still fighting. Maybe he's still fighting the gladiator matches because it, for some reason, it like makes him feel alive or something. Like it, it gets that Hulk kind of feeling. That maybe he's struggling. Maybe he's struggling with balancing it, and he needs to get out aggression. I, which would that would be? He said he has a compromise. Remember, he says he has a compromise with the Hulk, and they have Mm -hmm. a compromise. That would be an interesting way. It's like, hey, listen, let me be me. I'll let you be you. Let's go back. You fight, and then we come back, and that's a compromise. Interesting. Turns out to be true again. Very interesting. With it first, and the the producer did come out and say that. Not in any specific terms, really, but you know that he does still have business off world, and yeah. this is a great way to let Marvel, if they really want to, pick up the storyline of what he's been up to off world mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. put a World War Hulk title in Phase Six. So, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's all that's really we good points, see. you guys. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think of that stuff. That was a good catch. And that Very line, catch. what was that line, Blog? Blog, oh, what's uh, that line that we I was, uh, I was a different person back then, literally. And then she looks at the camera and laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> I love it, man. That's the, that's the beauty of the show. And her being able to break the fourth wall is that we can have those moments now where they're like, yeah, different people play different characters. We realize that. Yep. And it's it's a movie universe. <laughs> like yeah. yep. that was all I loved it. Yeah. I thought that was that was a great way of addressing the actor change. Yeah. Without you know, it was very tongue in cheek, which works for the show because that's what this show is. Mm-hmm. And that leads into her calling Hollowell and accepting the job to represent Abomination. Where he probably tells her to turn on the TV. (laughs) And there's a lovely scene of where Abomination is no longer in the cell. He's been broken out. And this is the first time that has connected Shang-Chi to the newer universe stuff, too. Um, Because... Uh, uh, First time. Go ahead. In Shang-Chi, right, when we see Wong open up the portal at, at the underground fight, yeah. you see the prison cell. Yeah, but you don't know port. what that is until now. It's still, so. it's still there. Okay. <laughs> Throw me a <laughs> bone right, here. It. it was the same I'll cell. give it to you. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. I, I but, yeah. yeah. Which, so, 
what makes this scene really interesting is we all know because we know where he's been. Um, now, is Abomination not in there? So is this happening right now? Did Wong take him right now? So are they happening at the same time? I know we talked about it. Don't shake your head, Blaz. I'm going to let you talk about it in a minute. But I'm just positing it to the listeners. Is Shang-Chi happening at the same time? Or has Shang-Chi already happened? And this is footage that is coming out now. What's going on? Blaz is going to just give me dirty looks if I don't let him talk. So tell us about it. Um, so we, when we had talked about this earlier, we had kind of talked about how is this going on at the same time as Shang-Chi or is um, the footage just now coming out? Um, but then we were like, well, why, how long, how long in between Shang-Chi and this is it happening? How long has people been sitting on that footage? Um, and when we were talking before about how it's not a coincidence that Titania broke into the, the law office and, uh, or not the law office, uh, she broke into the courtroom and that whole thing seemed to be set up. I think that this isn't coincidence either. Yes. Yeah. I think that this footage was footage that, um, I'm going to mess up the name, GLKNH. Hopefully I got that right. Um, I think this I is footage that they had. And as soon as they, the whole plan is like, it's like, it's very much like super villainy plan, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm going to do this mm -hmm. and then I'm going to do this and then it'll lead to this. Like, so they sent Titania, got the She-Hulk under their umbrella, offered her the job with Blonsky. And now they're doing this piece to see how she, spins it to because essentially she needs to make Blonsky seem like he is um, rehabilitated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this will also bring in Wong into the, into yeah. the show. I mean, we knew he was coming because he's in the trailer, but this is how they will get him in because she's clearly going to have to ask, why did you break him out? Well, Don't that's been a big question since, since Shang-Chi, right? Shang is that why, yeah. why is he breaking? Why did he take Abomination out and put him into that that whole fight club yeah. scenario yeah and the other thing that kind of pointed to us all that that we knew that this that this show comes after shang chi is because at the end credits scene of shang chi bruce's arm is still in the sling yeah. and we know in this he's healed up just fine and good to go and on some sakarian space cruiser going somewhere mm -hmm. anyway well, kevin you got a thought is, yeah i tend to think this is this is wong's way of rehabbing and I think that you have um, the abomination is kind of using Wong to say, oh, look, I'm I'm still good. And then you can spin that quite easily. Look, he was out in public and he decided to come back, you know, and because he wants to, to, to work it out. And he wants to clear his name. And so, you know, look, see, and I think that's what I think Wong is being played here, though. Um, yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, maybe it's very possible. And then the deal, I mean the deal to get him free is, of course, to join the Thunderbolts. Is you can have your freedom, but you have to work for the government again. Yeah, you gotta join the mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one thing we didn't touch on, and I'll come back to that, is I the way they set the way that Blonsky explained why he did what he did. It, it, that was it. It was pretty touching to me. I mean, now we know he's abomination, and he, you know he's a mess and everything, but. It was a very interesting way of humanizing him by saying, yeah. well, I was told that this is what I had to do. 
this is why I did it. I was pumped through the super serum. So, I mean, that was, that's one of the reasons I think in the course of the show, it'll be able to humanize him a little bit. He's not ever going to be a good guy. Let's be honest. He's not going to be a good guy, but this is what they're setting that up for. But he was not told, he was told to not take the whole blood. He was told to take a super soldier when it wasn't enough. Yeah. He took it yeah. upon himself to become the abomination. Yeah. And then he and then, yeah. the streets. Yeah, and I mean, and that's why he's never going to be a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> so a his, detail that no, she's probably no. not going to have. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she doesn't have that, that information. He, so she's she's not telling. And rents that movie from the library. <laughs> yeah, Jen, Jen doesn't <laughs> yeah. have all that information. And if Glyze is correct on the fact of H. We all know that they're not going to be this. They're not going to be the upholders of the law, the good guy law firm she's working yeah. for. They're going to withhold that information from her, anyway. Yeah, they're yeah, definitely. I mean, they're they're, they're literally that holding that. So, mm-hmm. and one more thing I want to bring up before we close this bad boy out, ladies and germs, as Kevin brought this up in our in our groups, is that we're all sitting here waiting for Daredevil, and we're going to be excited when he comes. But because this show is so fun and it's so good, we don't miss him yet. So I thought that was a great way of putting it, Kevin. Because, you know, as I was watching this episode, I didn't once think of, I wonder if Daredevil is showing up in this. We all know. I love me some daredevil and for me not to mm-hmm. go, where's daredevil? Where's daredevil? Nope, yeah. Didn't do it. So that's a show guys. So let's do, you know what? Let's not do grades. Let's wait until the end of the season and let's just enjoy what we're doing and close this bad boy out. All so right. that is our right. show, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you to the boys for joining me. As always is blast and Kevin, and Tyler, and we love to hear from you got listeners, so please, check us out on Facebook, check us out on Twitter, yeah. check us out on TikTok, all these places. Did you say Check gender? us out on... What? Oh, Did that's you say the other. Check us out that's the other. Do we have so... an iHeartBeat tender? Maybe. <laughs> she Hulk does. She Hulk does, why don't she we? She Hulk does, why don't we? But I will say, check us out on TikTok if you haven't checked us out on TikTok, because our man on the street, Kevin, Mr. Conspiracy Theory, has More been coming out has been putting out some information some interesting theories on there so you can check those out usually get them before so i think we're going to start making that a thing on the tickety tockities we hear it's popular that. it's yeah. popular the, with the, the kids kiddos. seem to hate to it quite a bit <laughs> so check us out on all that stuff check us out everywhere we're everywhere we're pathetic we love it we need we need we need affirmations. Talk to us. Talk to us. <laughs> anyway, no that's it. So remember, keep on geeking. Keep on geeking on, guys, and we'll see you uh, for episode three of She-Hulk. And yeah. that's the show. You have been listening to the latest episode of the iHeart Geek Show. Make sure you visit our website at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you check us out on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And keep on geeking on to all of you geek rock stars.